Good morning, good morning. It's Eshin Brenda Shoshana, back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. Every day, every... You know, this is five years that we've been doing this. We, I've been doing this podcast, and of course it's not I, it's we, myself with all the sangha that I've ever sat with, my teachers, all people who've ever practiced. It's always a chain it's always together. We. It's a beautiful thing, really, when you do Zen practice with others because it's always, we become more and more vivid and real and alive, and yet it's always together. Nobody's alone, nobody's separate, nobody's cast out. It's impossible. <laughs> you cannot be cast out in Zen. Because everyone is breathing the same breath. Everyone's heart is beating. We're sitting next to one another, superficially different, <clears throat> and maybe different in certain ways, other ways, not superficially, but different, and yet, and yet. Feeling the same air on our face, breathing the same breath, feeling the same heartbeat, and when the bell rings out, listening to the same bell, one being, one being, listening, breathing. And what separates us, and actually what makes us feel irrevocably alone, are the different dreams we're having as we sit on the cushion. Two things are going on. We're breathing, we're sitting straight. We're all together entering the same activity. And within each of us, different thoughts, different dreams, different hopes, perhaps, different memories, different stories circulate around and around. In the beginning, that happens more than as you go on in the years of practice. Those stories fade. Those demands, those hopes, those it, as we sit, they do fade. They're put in perspective. They come, they go. That's not what's central to our life and to our experience. And we actually feel it and know it and see it and are that truth as years go by. <clears throat> now, people say years. Well, who's going to do this for years? Well, it, we don't do it for years. It does us. <laughs> Once you get the taste of it, the love of it, once you feel the beauty of it, it's not like you're doing it. It's like you're returning, returning to a very precious place. You, 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 it naturally happens. You don't want to be without it. It's not a practice anymore. It's a way of being. It's part of your life in such an intrinsic way. And it and it's always holding you in its arms, your Zen practice, always. The Zazen you practiced 20 years ago is very vivid and very activated today. Or 30 years ago, or five minutes ago. Actually, there's no time here at all. There's the continuity of breath coming and going, the continuity of morning and evening, 
the continuity of the heart beating, friends who we love coming and going, and friends who we don't love coming and going. There's a thread that goes through our lives and that goes through our Zen practice as well. It's an unbreakable thread. You cannot, it can't be broken. It can't be, if it is, something happens. Like it's our breath cannot be unbreakable. Once it's broken, we think, okay, that person's not breathing, that person's dead, they died. But that's also part of the dream. Mm. They pick, they let their breath down here, they're not breathing here, and something picks up. As if the next breath were coming. And we continue onward. We can experience that actually in our Zen practice when we sit for sessions, which are long retreats, one full day, three full days, five full days, seven, ten, whatever. It can be longer. And as we go deeper and deeper and deeper, as we sit and sit and sit, Yes, of course, there are times when the breath stops, just stops. You go into a kind of silence that's very profound, and then the breath picks up again. But even when you're in that silence, somehow you're not gone. You're here, more here than ever, more alive than ever. It's quite a mystery. You know, this practice is so beautiful because it's so unknowable. You just do it and you know it by doing it. Not by thinking about it or talking about it or creating pictures about it, but just doing it day by day, year by year. There is no end, none. And we think, oh my God, I don't get somewhere and it's over and then I'm done. No, it's not like that. We say over and over in many of the sutras, many of the recitations, nothing to achieve. Well, then we might think, well, why am I doing this if there's nothing to achieve? By by thinking that way, we're just getting trapped in conceptual thought, in our ideas. We're getting trapped. We have so many ideas, and we, we, we chase after our ideas our images of what can I attain next? What can I gain? What can I cling to? Well, Zazen practice is not that. Does something grow and develop magnificently in your life as you practice? Absolutely. It's not exactly an attainment. It's not an attainment at all. It's a natural growth and evolution and a, and a revelation, more like that, of who you always have been and what life is. And you enter a new way of seeing and being with everything. Is that an attainment? Well, you could call it that, but it isn't in the usual sense where we set a goal, run after it, chase it, do everything to so-called attain it, have it. And then it it wears off. The joy of that attainment wears off. It has to. It does. It could be a very excited, look what I attained. 
And that's excitement. And I'm such a good person. I've done so well. Congratulations. And that, and then we enjoy that for a while, but it inevitably wears away, inevitably, because it's not part of our, like our breath sitting in Zazen, the eternal continuity of life in all of its forms, which appears to us and becomes us as we sit and sit and sit. I would say it's more of an evolution, a natural, inevitable, quiet. From on the surface of it, we can't see it at all. But we know it's happening, happening, and how we react, how we respond, how we understand at moments how we deal when we don't understand all kinds of ways, it becomes quite clear to us that we're on a journey and that we will touch different points of the journey and it will touch us. But no attainment, nothing to attain in this relative world where we're always running after a goal, a person, money, slim body, good diet, those things are important. I'm not saying they're not valuable and important and part of this life that we're living, absolutely. And they're to be honored and cherished, absolutely. But to run after it, grab onto it, attain it, cling to it, all of that creates great sorrow and confusion, I must say. Putting the cart before the horse, so to speak. We're running after something that's temporary, that will come anyway on its own and go anyway on its own. Zazen really teaches us that our focus is usually in the wrong place. So we work with our focus. We work with returning, returning, returning to the breath, to this breath, this moment. Right now, if something seems to be going wrong, we return to that and just experience it. That's it. Feel it. And then it will dissolve and something else will arise. So we're being taught as we sit the very nature of our lives itself. So when something precious comes, we can really appreciate it, value it, enjoy it, but we don't cling to it. We're not so caught in the illusion that it's a reflection of how great we are or that if it goes, we're in the depth of depression. So many people do feel that. Someone the other day said to me, I'm so depressed. I miss so-and-so so much. <clears throat> and someone else passed away, and they said, and here we go, another loss. Here we go. And that person really, at this point, of course, that person will recover. She will, but so much sorrow. And I've been there myself. I understand. 
I understand what happens when the focus, our daily focus, our daily, where we dwell, what we are hoping for, is off. Where we're caught in clinging, and that happens because we're confused, really deeply confused about where we are and what this world essentially is, what everyday life essentially is, and what our part in it is, and what our role is. And just sitting comes to correct that, to refocus the lens, so to speak. Now, as I said before, and this is an important point, I think, to share, it's not a moment's activity or a year's activity even, or even 10 years' activity. As my teacher always said, there's no graduation. (laughs) There's no graduation. Each time we sit, it's more and more profound. There's a saying in Japan when they say, Well, I've been sitting, and the teacher then says, very good, now sit another 30 years. It's very, sit another 30 years. So you see, it's not about calculating how long I've sat, what I've gotten, what I've lost. Did I succeed? Is my life better for it? It's nothing like that. It's just each day unto itself, each breath unto itself. Whatever, however it appears, some days beautiful, just the way we like, some days quite stressful, and so forth. That's fine. The more we sit, each day is a good day. Each day is fine. Each day fits into the beautiful tapestry of all that we taste. So what I really would like to say, I guess, today is, Stop expecting anything from Zazen. Stop wanting anything from it. Just enjoy it. You know, there was, I read a saying one day or a teaching. It said, don't look for something, just look. <laughs> That's why I love that. Because when they say, don't look for something, when we're looking for something, We have something in mind, and then we're blocking out everything else that's there. We're looking for something specific. So we're disregarding so much. But if we're just looking, then we see so much more. It's a whole different experience. That's what it is within. Just sit. Don't sit for something. Then don't judge your zazen. And don't compare your zazen, which we do. None of that. Just sit, sit. And the more we return to such a simple but fulfilled day and practice, the more we'll really understand not only what this practice is, but what our everyday life is, because they are the same, truly, truly the same. So thank you, thank you very, very much for listening. It's wonderful to be with you. Thank you for your notes. I really enjoy them and I appreciate them. The website is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. 
And if you want to reach me for any reason, it's topspeaker at yahoo.com. Thank you again, and I'll see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye.